This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Welcome to a Turn on the Jets digital special presentation. And boy, oh boy, is that an app description. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And I am joined by a man who you know very well if you know anything about these uniforms. And of course, last night he cemented his status as a Twitter legend. We'll get into that in a little bit. My buddy and, of course, a contributor here at TurnOnTheJets.com and Turn on the Jets Digital, Mr. Paulie Brzez. Paulie, you got to be on cloud nine right now with these jerseys, huh? Yeah, man. It, uh, it, was, uh, it was something 21 years in the making finally coming to fruition. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been accepted well. It's, there's many that dislike it. There's many that love them. So... Uh, I'm just ready for the for the take flight era, the new era with new energy. I'm just trying to get some ranch. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, start with the leak of the uniforms, which came a day early. We weren't a hundred percent sure that they were legit, but word started to spread that they were. What do you know about how this got leaked? It looks like it was something that happened outside the building, but have you heard anything about what the story is here? So when the leaks came out, um, I was pretty sure um, that these were them, uh, but I wasn't 100% confident until yesterday morning. Um, I actually was on my flight. It was in air uh, when I received information. Um, So when I landed, I I got more confirming information that the leak was actually correct uh, and the jerseys were in fact uh, the correct ones. Um, I also got some more information where I tweeted out earlier in the day um, I kind of tweeted out the Cody Rhodes gif with him uh, listening to the ear uh, with Gotham green and stealth black. Uh, that was in reference to, to the new colors that Nike um, specially uh, designed for the Jets. Um, as, in regards to the leak, um, what was told to me, uh, this was as of yesterday. So, I mean, things obviously could have changed. Uh, but as of yesterday, I was told uh, that they don't think the leak came from within the building. So, uh, it doesn't seem like it was leaked by by someone with the Jets. I can't confirm if that's changed. Uh, but as of yesterday afternoon, before the release, uh, that was my understanding. So um, the leak was was correct. Uh, they usually are uh, when they're kind of you know realistic looking, not a photoshopped image. Um, I know people were trying to break down the leak, and you know Darnold was Darnold and Adams looked the same height. But if you know anything about, I mean, I don't know anything about photography, but you know. When you take certain pictures at certain things, team pictures, group pictures, sometimes not everybody's even. Some people are set back, which looked like exactly what Darnold was. Um, so the promo picture that was leaked, unfortunately, 24 hours before, because you know a lot of hard work goes into a rebrand and something like this, and trying to keep everything, um, you know, so quiet. Um, the Jets did a great job. Uh, just unfortunately, 24 hours before they were leaked. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. 
Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Our buddy Michael, Gaston and Confused, wanted to know your thoughts on whether or not it would have been more exciting if the uniforms hadn't been leaked 24 hours in advance. Um, yes, I, I agree 100%. As much as I wanted to see them and as much as I was excited for them, um, you and I talked. I was actually going to do like a, a, a video and record it and release it with the podcast to get my reaction. Um, but because I was 1,000% sure earlier in the day um, that the leak was, in fact, the jerseys. It, it kind of took the the genuine reaction that I would have had if I recorded it, something away. Um, so I would have enjoyed the surprise um, b- without the leak. But unfortunately, that's the that's the age of nowadays. I mean, the Titans jerseys leaked, the Bucks jerseys leaked. They actually leaked like two, three weeks prior. So the fact that it was 24 hours before is really unfortunate. Um, but I, I do... I do wish that, you know, it was it was kept a secret until the unveiling because then, you know, I would have had a reaction video um, because I think that would have been great. Ben Marsh had a really funny line here. He said, what's going to happen when we find out that the leak was actually Sam Darnold who went to the Yankee game, got drunk on those mixed drinks, and then sent a drunk text leaking the photo? I thought that whole thing was funny when everybody was talking about him having a mixed drink at the Yankee game like that matters. But how hilarious would it be? That would be such a curb your enthusiasm type of storyline, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And and with J.B. Smooth incorporated in the release, that would have been even funnier. But... um. You know, I, that, I saw that tweet yesterday. I don't even want to touch on it because I don't even want to give it any any acknowledgement. Uh, it was silly. But, I mean, the kid's 21 years old. It's it's April. Uh, let, let's move on. But, again, it's, it's, it's something funny to joke about. When Paulie says he doesn't want to touch on the tweet, he's talking about the guy who is mentioning Darnold drinking a mixed drink. He's not talking about Ben joking about it because we are going to mention oh, yes, Ben joking course. about it because that of was – Pretty damn funny, Ben. So let's get into the actual event here. This was one of the most awkward-looking fashion shows I've ever seen. Victoria's Secret, this was not. Uh, no, no, it was not. Um, J.B. Smooth is really a funny dude. Um, I think there was a lot of misses. Um, I, I, I like the idea of having it at Gotham Hall because of the new Gotham Green. Uh, but I think it was a miss because there was more, do I want to use the word suits, in the building? And, and not as much fans. I mean, some fans were in there, and we heard the Jets' chants. Um, shout out to uh, my boy Pete Lazaro. I know he was front row. I saw him. They were getting the chants going. Uh, but if it was held somewhere at Florham Park, obviously it couldn't be at MetLife because WrestleMania is getting prepped for this weekend. But if it was at somewhere like Florham Park in the facility, now I also get that would kind of be impossible now that I'm thinking about it because, you know, the facility is going under its changes and people would have seen things. But if they could have had it somewhere where fans and they could have fit a bunch of people in there and kind of created a ruckus, uh, environment. I mean, I was told it, it it came out well in the venue, but on the feed, it really didn't come off that way. Um, everything kind of seemed a little bit, JB Smooth was trying to get the crowd into it and, and they were into it, but not 
as fully as they were. Uh, the DJ wasn't good. I have no clue who this Max kid was. I heard the song before on the radio, but this guy they had performed this New York song, I had no clue who he was. Um, so I think some of the logistics of the event could have gone a little bit better. Um, but I think when the players came out, it, it kind of got better because that's what we were waiting for. Uh, but the event as a whole was just, I don't know, weird. I think we found out that Sam Darnold is a Rob Van Dam fan, by the way, because he came out to Rob Van Dam's theme music from his ECW days, Walk by Pantera. The rest of it was very different music. I have to say, Paulie, this is not my thing. I'm not really into fashion shows, and the uniform was much more in your alley than mine. But it did strike me that it felt like each guy I thought should have come out with a member of the flight crew in the matching jersey. I just thought it would have been kind of cool and it would have given a different look and feel to it. It would have felt more like a fashion show and kind of a mixture of a football uniform reveal and fashion show type of vibe. I didn't really like these guys just kind of awkwardly dancing on stage, especially Darnold, who looks so uncomfortable. All right. So first things first, I want to touch on Darnold being uncomfortable. Um, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. He looked so awkward and didn't know what to do. While like, you know, Jamal and Robbie and Herndon and Quincy and Leonard were dancing around. So that was hilarious. Um, I agree on the part with having them come out with like the flight crew in uniform as well. Um, normally these events, the players just walk out. Um, but it's New York City. Uh, and when you think of New York City, you think of New York Fashion Week. I know a lot of people might not think of that, but you do. Um, so it would have been nice for them to, to not only come out, but or maybe just bring the flight crew out later and a couple of girls be in the three jerseys just to just give the look of, you know, this, you know, we're appealing to our fans as well. Um, so I, I, I do agree with having it New York City and and, you know, New York City fashion. Uh, they kind of missed on that as well. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. So let's talk about the actual reveal here, Paulie, because we could sit here and we can talk about the event, and it was certainly an awkward event. I don't think anybody's going to ever say it was some sort of all-time great reveal or all-time great fashion show, but the bottom line here is the uniforms. You were the king. You were the ringleader of this whole movement. Are you happy? Oh, I'm, I'm 99.9% happy. Um, and we'll get into logo talk in a little bit, but uh, outside of the logo, um, I love the jerseys. Um, I've been a person who's been against the idea of a, a of a black alternate. As much as I love the, as we've talked before, I mentioned the Stealth Bomber, which is our new color is is Stealth Black. So I kind of I, I got the Stealth uh, included, if you will, in the uniform. Um, but this black jersey look um, with with the helmet, which we'll touch on later, the the transition shell color from green to black, depending on how the light hits it. Um, everything is just so crispy. I mean, you've got the all-white look. You've got the, the, the white top green pants. There's five combinations uh, of these uniforms. The all-black jerseys are going to be worn three times a year. Um, I, was, I was thinking we'd get a little bit more combination, uh, but five is fine. Um, I love the big numbers. I, I actually like the New York across the chest. I know a lot of people had issues with that. 
Um, and I like the big, bold logo on the transition helmet. Um, I think they hit a home run in regards to the jerseys. Um, and like I said, we'll touch on the logo, which I'm a little disappointed about. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit more later. And Paulie, I'm not the only one who is concerned about what you thought of the jerseys. Apparently, the Jets themselves were very worried about what you would think and very anxious to hear your feedback. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I was. Uh, the, the the mentions were on fire last night, and the tweet came through from them. And I have obviously their mentions sent to my phone, so I didn't realize that it was actually them tweeting me. Uh, but they just sent me a simple "You good?" and uh, you know, I thought that was great. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this last night. It might seem corny. It might seem, sound loserish to some people. Uh, but I've been screaming for a rebrand. 21 years I've been waiting for it because I never really liked the change originally. I understand why Parcells did it. But I missed the logo that I fell in love with, which unfortunately we didn't get um, with the rebrand. But just over the, you know, the social media age, I've always harped on it. I've always wanted a rebrand. And just for them to, you know, slightly acknowledge that uh, on the night of the release uh, was just kind of a cool feeling. Um, like I said, I, I know it might seem silly to people, uh, but it was it was a really cool thing. I called it the icing on the cake to cap off the evening. Um, and it was something really cool. You officially earned your title of Twitter legend now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I can finally uh, admit to that and agree to that. Paulie, now that we know what you think about the uniforms, we've been teasing some exclusive information that you have. So why don't we get right to it? You've got some stuff on the helmet, the logo, the combos. Why don't you go ahead and reveal what you got? So um, first, um, you know, my, my, my deep stated sources. Um, yeah, I got some additional information yesterday once I was confirmed that these were the jerseys. Um, in regards to the, the helmet, so it's the, the custom transition shell. We see the, the chrome green going to the the black uh when the helmets change in light you know depending on where the light reflects off of it um when i first saw the leaked image i kind of thought that uh but to get the clarification later the next day was kind of cool um i mentioned that they were kind of like the lsu helmets which they wore once during the year um now the helmets originally were going to be a matte texture so uh, think of the Vikings matte helmets, and I'm not a fan of those only because uh, the Vikings purple doesn't really look like it matches the jersey because of the matte material. Um, now, I'm not sure if the matte was going to be green or black. Um, it wasn't white, that's for sure. Uh, but when about the helmets were the last thing that was done with the jersey, um, the jersey and the template was completed. Um, like I said, about the helmets were going to be matte. Uh, but then once uh, the talk of what LSU was doing with their helmets came about, um, the Jets uh, were pitched that idea, um, and they decided to go with this this chrome transition helmet, which I think is an absolute home run because there's nothing like it in the league. Um, it's very cool, um, and with the black alternate, it, it, it adds an extra touch because no matter how the light hits it, it's going to be either green or black. Um, so, again, the helmets were originally going to be matte, uh, but they, you know, transitioned shortly within the last, I'd say, 12 months. Uh, once there was production of the LSU helmet, you know, they decided to go that route, which I'm 100% in favor of. Now, there's no no possibility that maybe Jamal Adams had something to do with the transition thing because of LSU. I have no information on that. But I just think it's cool that LSU brought this out, and now the Jets have it. Paulie, any truth to the rumor that you got your information by bribing people with some of your mom's chicken parm? 
<laughs> uh, no, no, I actually am very uh, grateful uh, for some of the people who have reached out to me and have have given me some information. I did not have to bribe them. Uh, they willingly did so, uh, but I might compensate them with, with some of my mom's cooking because um, I appreciated the information. Uh, it, it, some of it is not stuff I've, I've, I've tried to seek out myself. Some of it was people gave it to me. Uh, uh, some of the other stuff I have seeked out, but uh, I'm very thankful because, you know, I don't want, I'm not here to be an insider. Uh, I'm not here to break news. Uh, but the information that was given to me, I was told that I could share. Um, and, and that's something I wanted to do because obviously everybody knows how passionate I am about this. Uh, it was it was cool to get information like this. I mean, I've gotten things before with free agency here and there, but I like I said, I don't want to break news. And you'll see me post my teasers out there. I'll usually, if I'm hearing stuff, I'll tweet the, again, the Jets hashtag with the Cody Rhodes gif, um, you know, just because, you know, I like to have fun with it. Uh, but it was nice to get some information and be able to share some additional stuff that got left on the drawing board floor, um, you know, that wasn't part of the release. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hoopin' with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. There was some criticism here from some corners of Jets fandom. Our buddy Raj, he said all we wanted was a Jet in the logo. Where was it? Jeff Wiener was saying that the uniforms were unimaginative. They looked like they were off the rack and the logo looked lame. Gus Toon was saying that they were simplistic. They were busy, looked like they were designed by teenagers. There were others saying that it looked like a glorified Arena League uniform. What do you think about some of the criticisms? you think any of them are valid? Well, um... I, I, there's so many miserable people out there um, with the jerseys, and I understand it that you're not happy. I get it. Um, I tweeted a while ago that I only cared about if I like the jerseys, and I do. Um, so, I mean, people might be mad. They might not buy stuff, but they're still going to watch the games on Sunday. Um, I think I was actually nervous. Um, the jersey template um, is a big deal, um, and it could have ended up looking like the Buccaneers with their numbers, and it didn't. Um, you know, they kept it kind of classic. They kept it sleek. Um, they added an alternate jersey, which sometimes is not easy. Um, and I, like I said, I think they hit it out of the park. Uh, now, in regards to the logo, um, I'll drop some information on that as well. Um, first things first, I've, I've said it a hundred times. I wanted a Jet logo. Uh, I'm disappointed we didn't get a Jet in the logo. Um, but from what I was told from the from the same source, um, that the Nike and the NFL uh suggested to the jets to change their logo the jets themselves uh the jets brass did not want to change the logo um so the compromise was kind of the the bolder kind of updated version of what they had uh with a new font and you know getting rid of the ny um i was also told that the process obviously like we stated did take about five years or so um nike approached the jets early in the process when they took over the branding and Woody Johnson uh, kept wanting to get pitched, but never wanted to make the call on a jersey change. So it's kind of like there's several times that Nike pitched certain things to the Jets, but they never pulled the trigger. Um, it is my understanding that once Woody kind of transitioned into his political role, 
um, then the decision to change jerseys was made. So I'm not saying Chris Johnson specifically, but from my understanding that Woody was kind of uh, procrastinating the process. And then once he moved on to what he's currently doing, the process then took place because they had blueprints, they had ideas of what they wanted to do. That kind of put the process in motion. So it, the Jets themselves didn't want to change the logo. Um, I think that's where kind of maybe Chris could have put his foot down and, you know, he said he wants to outdo his big brother. Um, he could have kind of gone in and said, hey, this is what we should do. Uh, it is unfortunate, and I get it, and everybody's upset. I am myself. Uh, but the Jets in three, four, five years can go back to the drawing board with Nike. They can keep the jerseys, and they can just tweak the logo. That's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, and we've seen the Jets sometimes react to feedback, you know, and, and kind of, you know, negative feedback and kind of try to turn it into a positive. Uh, so it's not out of the realm of the possibility that the logo could kind of get a tweak in a couple of years. Now, for me, I really like that they dropped the NY behind the logo. They scrapped the oval on the helmet, and it's just a big Jets word mark, unfortunately, with the football under it. But I really like how it looks on this helmet. Um, it fits perfectly. It's big and bold, and it stands out. Um, so, like I said, it wasn't Nike. From what I was told, uh, it was a Jets decision not to to change the logo too drastically. And unfortunately, we didn't get the jet. And if you want to see the logo, if you want to see the helmet, if you want to see the uniforms, and if you want to buy any of it, there's a separate website for that now, right? Yeah, the Jets kind of created a, a, an informational website, if you will, that has pictures of the jerseys, kind of breaks down what, what, what went into the process, um, you know, breakdowns of the helmet, the, the, the number fonts, things like that. And it's, it's nyjets.com backslash take flight. But obviously, if you go to the Jets shop and there's other alternate sites that you can go to, obviously, I won't promote them um, because of, obviously, that that stuff. But uh, you go to Jets shop, uh, there's tons of – there's there's not – the sideline gear isn't out yet, and we'll touch on that in a few. Uh, but there's jerseys available, T-shirts, and things like that. What Paulie was getting at is he's not going to promote those other websites because they're not paying us. So exactly, I couldn't I couldn't think of the word I wanted to use, and I meant, I was thinking sponsor, but another word came up. So, but yes, that's exactly what I meant. So we will tell you that you can get it at the official Jet site at Jet Shop and the NFL. But if you want to find a third party vendor, you're on your own on that one. You can do a Google search or something like that. But if you do order a Jets jersey right now, there were some questions about some of the newer guys, and we don't know what uniforms they're going to wear because obviously Le'Veon Bell has the same number as marcus may so is marcus may going to give the number to him is he going to wear a different number if you order a Le'Veon bell jersey what's the story there as far as how they're going to handle that so what it was brought to my attention that obviously bell and mosley both had zeros on the website now obviously they're not going to wear the number zero but basically what it is is since they don't have a jersey number yet when you go and you purchase the jersey online you're 100 percent fine um, obviously you're purchasing it with a zero. It'll basically kind of be like you're pre-ordering the jersey. So you order it whenever a number is decided for them, then your jersey will be processed and then sent to you. So basically what you're doing is you're going on and ordering the player's jersey, and it's a pre-order basically at this point because their numbers have not been officially selected. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. We had some people complaining about late delivery dates. Somebody was saying that theirs is supposed to come after Cinco de Mayo. What's the story there? 
I don't know if it's when you ordered things, uh, but certain like the screen printed jerseys, uh, the $99 jerseys, I think those are easier to pro- uh, process and ship out uh, than the vapor stitch jerseys would be. Uh, I ordered a the only vapor jersey that was on the website last night was a white Sam Darnold. I've been told that now all three colors are available in Darnold in the stitching jersey, which is 149. Um, that jersey I ordered last night. Um, I was told it was getting shipped on April 25th and that it would be available to me. Uh, I think it was May 5th or May 6th or something. Some people who ordered some screen printed jerseys are expected to be here sooner. But again, it's it's a lot easier to 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 process and make the screen printed jerseys than they are the stitch jerseys. So if you've ordered a screen printed jersey, you're probably going to get yours a little bit sooner than someone who ordered, you know, the the stitching uh, on field vapor jersey. Breaking news, by the way, our friend Rodimus Prime just wrote to us and said, Paulie, right now I know you're a bigger deal than Chris Nimbley, but just remember that I was there with you from the very beginning. First of all, let's address this. Nobody is a bigger deal than Chris Nimbley, that's A. B, he's a very big deal. And C, Paulie is not a big deal or a very big deal. He is a Twitter legend, so we got to get that all straight. Yes, yes, that is that is the titles, and we will all stick with them. <laughs> well, as a Twitter legend, Paulie, a big part of your legend is the fact that you were so heavily involved in pushing for this rebrand and pushing for this whole uniform thing. You touched on it a little bit, but why don't you talk in a little more depth about what really made you want this to happen what was behind the drive? If you ever thought that your constant cries were going to be heard and that the Jets were going to listen to you, and certainly if in your wildest dreams they were going to acknowledge you in public. So uh, it, Sal Massa one asked me last night, he said, how did you get involved with the Jets on the new uniforms movement? Um, and I responded simply, I said, I wouldn't say I got involved. Uh, it was more of me just being persistent and hoping and asking for it on social media. They didn't change the jerseys because of me, but I'd like to think that they did change the jerseys because of me. So, you know, I, as we've said on previous podcasts, the reason why I became a Jets fan uh, back in the day when my dad was working, my mom would take me to air shows and I fell in love with Jets, planes. I've seen Blue Angels, things like that. So I love Jets. So that's what made me fall in love with the New York Jets, as well as the logo that was on their helmet, the Jets word script with the jet over the top. Um, so... You know, I we lost that logo 21 years ago when Parcells took over, which we previously mentioned. I get it why he did it. He wanted to embrace the history of the franchise, who's won their one Super Bowl in the jerseys they switched to. But I never liked those. I mean, I liked the jersey template that I hated the helmet and I hated the logo. I know we didn't get the new logo that I was hoping for, but I was just hoping for a change. Um, teams so many times over the years have changed. I mean, the Jaguars have been in the league since mid nineties, and I think they've had about five or six Jersey changes. And I understand people say, well, you know, it's more important to win. And I totally get that. Um, and, and Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams even stated this last night at the event, they said, the jerseys are only going to look good if we win. The team knows that the organization knows that, but it's, it's a fresh start for a new era with new energy um, and it's just, it's just something new. It's something fresh. It's something modern. I totally get that there's traditionalists out there that don't like what we've changed to, and they may change their mind in time. Um, but something for me, like I said, I, I just thought to be vocal about something I was passionate about. That's what Twitter is for. Um, it's kind of morphed into a different thing, uh, 
and people can use their accounts for whatever they do. But like you and I have talked, and like Chris Nimbley has, has mentioned to you, you know, I know that that some people, you know, are super serious on Twitter. But I like to have fun. I like to keep it light. I like to talk about things that I like: wrestling, sports, jerseys. Um, you know, it's it's my account. It's what I like to do with it. Um, and I decided that, you know, eventually I was just going to start tweeting the Jets nonstop about it um, and and make everyone aware, not just, you know, the people who followed me. So um, it's just been something I've done. I've been on Twitter since 09. Um, it's just something I've been consistent with and constantly done. Um, and again, like I said, I, I know that they didn't change the jerseys because of me, uh, but nobody's going to tell me that they didn't change them because of me. Just so you know, what you see is what you get as far as Paulie's tweets. That is how Paulie is. He's basically Peter Pan. So there's not really any kind of like complex mystery to what's going on here. He's just a guy who loves uniforms and wanted a rebrand and he was persistent and he has a solid following on Twitter because of the fact that, as we said, he's entertaining and he likes to keep it light and people find that refreshing. So he just kept pounding away and pounding away and pounding away and finally, those new uniforms came. You must have felt like a child running down the stairs on Christmas morning. Uh, yes, I did. But I want to give a little bit of breaking news, I guess. Uh, on Good Morning Football, uh, they were holding up a 57 C.J. Mosley green jersey. Uh, so it seems to be that C.J. Mosley is going to be sticking uh, with 57. So I wanted to mention that. We're doing a jersey pod. We just talked about the website having number zeros on there for some players. So uh, I wanted to get that out there. There you go. Child on Christmas like Paulie now, ready to unwrap his C.J. Mosley jersey, if that is the one that you chose to order. And now you know that it should be on the way sooner rather than later because he is going to be wearing number 57. But Paulie, for all the talk and all the hype about these jerseys, whether you like them, you hate them, you're somewhere in the middle, you don't care, whatever it is, none of this matters if the Jets don't win. And thankfully, that is a message that was not lost on the Jets' two most important players, Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, they 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 came right out. JV Smooth was trying to hype up the jerseys and get everybody excited, and, and Sam and Jamal, like I said, brought it right back down to earth. If we don't win, it's not going to matter what we look like. It's not going to matter what these jerseys look like because if we're not on the field and we're not winning, we look like crap, basically. And, and they're 100% correct, and I get that, but, you know, I'm a – I'm not taking shots at anyone in particular, but a majority of this fan base is just extremely miserable with whatever happens. This is something fresh. It's something new for this new, exciting era that we're expecting for the Jets. I'm not telling you to embrace it, but maybe you should try. Um, You know, this is exciting times. It's something new. It's something fresh. You don't have to be miserable about everything. You really don't. Um, It's foolish. It's something like jerseys. I get it. But but just try to enjoy where the direction that this organization is trying to go um, and, and see where it goes. This is the take flight era now, right, Paulie? Jet up is dead. Jet up is dead. Please don't use it anymore. I've had it in a few tweets. People, it's take flight. We have fully embraced the take flight. It's in my bio. The Jets have added it to not only their bio but their Twitter name. So let, let's embrace take flight because I'll tell you what, it's the best slogan this organization has ever had. 
Last bit of business, I just have to mention this because a lot of people were hitting us up last night wondering where the podcast was, yelling at Pauly. This had nothing to do with Pauly. Pauly was ready to record the second this thing was over. It was my fault because it's WrestleMania weekend and I was an invited guest of a handful of wrestling shows that were going on in Jersey City. By the way, thank you to my friend John from Razorsport.com who hooked me up and got me into these shows. And like I said, Pauly, I got home as quick as I could. I'm on about two hours sleep now because I got home in the middle of the night, but I had to get up and record this as soon as possible so that we could get this out and get your hyped reaction to the people that have been dying to hear it. I will say though, Paulie, regardless of what happened with the uniforms, you haven't lived until you've seen Scott Steiner belly to belly suplex hornswoggle in a VFW hall in Jersey City. I, I can't imagine how awesome that was though. Uh, unfortunately, like we talked, you said, um, you know, it, it, Big Papa Pump is more like uh, uh, Big Papa Flump now, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, and, and, and that's unfortunate, but, you know, indie shows are amazing. Uh, if you've never had a chance to go to one and you're a wrestling fan and you've kind of only experienced, uh, you know, the WWE aspect of wrestling, um, get yourself to an indie show. Um, you know, uh, I haven't been to WrestleMania weekend indie shows, but I hear they're a blast. Um, I was expecting to go to the event this year but because we pushed our vacation back it didn't work logistically so you know it should be a fun weekend wrestling wise but yes you 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 kind of got i don't want to say stuck there but you thought you were going to be leaving earlier and then you didn't which is cool um i woke up at six o'clock to prep for this stuff um because i couldn't sleep anymore I, like i said i like i said i i know a lot of people think it, 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 jerseys are silly and some people don't get the you know the hoopla but for some people who thoroughly enjoy this stuff, it's it's kind of fun, uh, and, and I'm glad it's over. I will say that. It was funny, too, because I was telling you before we started recording, there were breaks in between the three shows. So the break between the first and second show actually coincided with the jersey reveal. So a couple of us sat down and watched it on a cell phone. And like I said, it was an awkward thing. And we just kept making jokes about how Darnold came out to Pantera and how a lot of these guys were different in their style. Certainly Sam Darnold was not quite as fluid on stage as Jamal Adams was. But ultimately, it was a lot of fun last night. I will tell you that one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me at one of these shows happened when we met Dan the Beast Severn. Now, quick backstory. My buddy interviewed him at 3 o'clock in the morning the night before for his podcast, and I interviewed Dan Severn 20 years ago on a radio show, and he was super nice. We were joking about how he was up till 3 in the morning doing that interview, and then afterwards he was conducting business overseas, and then I was telling him about how I interviewed him 20 years ago, and he was laughing because I told him that he had said even back then that he doesn't sleep, and he said, yeah, you know, if I get about five hours of sleep, I'm a super busy guy doing a million things. But then my friend Andrew turned to him and said, Hey, Dan, are you a Jets fan? Because my buddy Scott here does a big Jets podcast. And I elbowed him and said, come on, he's from Michigan. He's going to be a Lions fan. And so Severn looked at me. And this is a guy, by the way, that was in the early UFCs, one of the baddest dudes out there, Greco-Roman champion, all this stuff. Super nice guy, but it was really funny that he said that to him. And he just looked at me and he goes, yeah, the Lions, we're just used to them hurting us. <laughs> it just made me laugh because that sounds like us, Paulie. People that are Jets fans would say the exact yeah. same thing. Oh, my God. Of course. 
By the way, if you want to give a listen to my friend Andrew, let me give a quick plug here. He's got a podcast called We Are Rising, and you can follow him on Twitter. Just search We Are Rising, and he interviewed Dan the Beast Severn. It was really cool, actually. Dan the Beast Severn is one of the nicest dudes in the world. Don't get me wrong. I would never want to be on the wrong side of him because he would make you swallow your own teeth, but super nice dude, and the shows yesterday were really, really good. The Bloodsport show was awesome. It was kind of like a pro wrestling MMA hybrid where you you had a bunch of real MMA guys doing work matches. So like Josh Barnett and Frank Mir were both former UFC heavyweight champions. Phil Baroni, who is a UFC star at one point, And the aforementioned Dan Severn, who is a UFC legend, was there as well. So a lot of fun. And like I said, in between, we watched the Jersey reveal. But ultimately, as much as I love being at those shows... I would have loved to have been eating chicken parm in the Brzee's household yesterday because I can't even imagine what things were like. Has Jenna settled down yet, or did she have to leave the house for a while because your energy was uncontrollable? <laughs> Listen, so it, it, it's a weird dynamic because obviously, um, for those who don't know, my wife is a Patriots fan. So it is very difficult for me many times a year. Um, but she is actually a huge Jamal Adams fan, so she she was hoping, you know, she would get to see him dance and stuff. So she actually watched the uniform reveal with me. Uh, but as soon as the reveal ended, uh, she, of course, uh, she had to make a Snapchat video, uh, which was talking about I how I get excited for jersey reveals and she gets excited for ring ceremonies. So she always brings me down to earth and makes me feel lesser because I'm a Jets fan, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just think it's funny when Patriots fans say that because, yeah, we get it. The Patriots win a lot of Super Bowls. No one's celebrating this like the Jets won anything. It's just a fun event and a nice little thing for people to have fun with. Whatever. If Patriot fans want to still punch down, they're more than welcome to do so. Paulie, thank you so much for waking up early with me on this Friday morning and going through this whole Jersey mania with me. I can't believe it's finally over. 21-year journey for you finally comes to a close. How does it feel? It's just great. It's it's uh, vindication, if you will. Um, I, I just, I, I'm glad it's a new era. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, new era, new energy. Um, I, I think Jamal said it last night, maybe. That's where I got it from because I can't stop that phrase in my head. Uh, but it's just exciting. Um, I, I got Good Morning Football uh, on mute in the background, and they keep talking about the Jets jerseys and, and Darnold and Avery and Robbie. Uh, let's see, Darnold, Avery Williamson, Robbie Anderson, and Herndon, I believe, uh, came out. Uh, they brought jerseys to the crew. Uh, the wonderful Kay Adams has a green Jamal Adams jersey. Uh, like I said, they showed the number 57 for Mosley. Uh, so it's just it's nice to see. It's a great, dope look. Uh, and if you don't appreciate it, hopefully in time you will. I certainly know that you do, and there are plenty of Jets fans that are grateful for this. It's going to be fun to watch them in these uniforms as the season approaches. It's going to be really wild to see them in training camp with these things on. That's when it'll feel real, when you see the first training camp with these guys wearing these jerseys. Paulie, your mentions were on fire last night on Twitter, like you said, and you've gotten a ton of new followers. But for anybody listening to this who is unaware of you, which I can't believe that could be the case <laughs> at this point, why don't you let them know how they can follow you and what they're in for when they do? My handle is at Paulie, P-A-U-L-I-E underscore B-R-U-Z. Like I said, I like to keep it light. I like to have fun. I tweet about sports. I tweet about pro wrestling, movies, podcasts, music. I contribute for Play Like a Jet and Turn on the Jets Digital. Um, so I'm here. 
Um, if you want to have fun and, and I try to interact with everybody last night was really hectic. So if I didn't get back to you, I apologize, but I do try to interact with everybody. I might not follow everybody back only because, you know, the timeline nowadays gets filled with things you don't want to see. So that's kind of the reasons why I don't follow a lot of people. Uh, but I will interact with, with everybody. Uh, I've seen the positivity. I've seen the negativity from the uniforms. So I try to have a little bit of fun with everybody. So, uh, that's what I'm about and, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Paulie is the real life Peter Pan and of course a Twitter legend. So go ahead and follow him right now. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's turn on the Jets digital and turn on the Jets.com.